to the book of Nehemiah. And I'm going to start out in chapter 8 of Nehemiah tonight. And I want to talk about something so simple but so crucial in the life of a Christian. You know, we all get excited about serving Jesus. Amen. We all get excited about doing something for God. We all get excited about serving. You know, we hear a good message. It encourages us. You know, the Holy Spirit's there. Amen. And all that stuff. And that's good. You know, we're, we're, we're motivated. We're focused. But how many of y'all know that the Christian life is, it's not a sprint, but it's, it's, amen. Are you with me? But it's a walk. And so the key is to have consistency and the key is, amen, to have that desire and that drive and that motivation consistently. And I want to talk to you about that, amen, tonight. So let's go ahead and open up our Bibles real quick to Nehemiah in chapter 8. And let's look at verse 9 as we get started here tonight. Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 9. If you have it, say amen. The word of the Lord reads, Then Nehemiah who was the governor and Ezra the priest and scribe and the Levites who taught the people said to all the people this day is holy to the Lord your God do not mourn or weep for all the people were weeping when they heard the words of the law then he said to them go Eat of the fat, drink of the sweet, and send portions to him who has nothing prepared. For this day is holy to our God. Now let's look at this next part. He says, do not be grieved. Somebody say, do not be grieved. He says, do not be grieved for the joy of the Lord is your strength so the levites calmed all the people saying be still for the day is holy and do not be grieved and all the people went away to eat to drink to send portions and to celebrate a great festival because they understood the words which had been made known to them let's pray this evening amen dear heavenly father we come before you today in the name of jesus Lord, speak to our hearts today, God. Lord, let that word, do not be grieved, resonate today in our hearts and our minds, Father God. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, for everything that you're doing, Lord. I thank you, God, for what's coming. I thank you for what's already happening. I thank you, Lord, for the people that are choosing to serve you and to fall in love with you, God, and live their lives completely for you, Jesus. There's a lot to rejoice about today, God. There's a lot of great things happening, even in the midst of the calamity, even in the midst of the, of, of the, of the various things that are occurring all over. 
Father, I thank you, Jesus, for what you're going to do tonight. I thank you, Lord, for the yoke that's going to be broken tonight in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father God, for the fact that we're going to continue to be able to go forward effectively for your kingdom. Father, forgive us all for our sins, Lord. Wash us, cleanse us, and cover us in your son's precious blood, Father God. Lord, let me decrease as you increase in this house tonight. We need you, Jesus. Speak to us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand praise. Amen. Amen. I want to talk to you tonight about something. And my topic is the joy that drives you. The joy that drives you. You know, and as we're moving forward and we're, you know, getting ready for what God is preparing to do in and through uh, this ministry and this church and, and his kingdom, amen, and, and, and we're going forward and we're motivated and we're focused and we're getting prepared and ready, amen, I want us to begin to look at something here because it's, like I shared with you earlier, it's one thing to get motivated, but it's another thing to stay motivated. It's one thing to get excited about serving the Lord, but it's another thing to stay excited about serving the Lord. It's one thing about getting motivated, amen, to serve the Lord, and another thing of staying, amen, motivated while serving God, because this is something that can be difficult in the life of a Christian. But God has given us keys to maintaining motivation in doing his will. He's given us, amen, some key points and some key factors that uh, are, are, are crucial in maintaining motivation in the great commission that he's called us to. And these keys will help us to stay focused and to stay energized towards the goal that God has placed for our lives. Are y'all with me today? So I want to talk to you a little bit about the joy that drives you. And I want to talk to you about motivation to serve God. Because it's... It's one thing, amen, to become motivated, but it's another thing to stay motivated. It's one thing, amen, to begin to catch on fire, but it's another thing to stay on fire. It's one thing, amen, to catch the vision, but it's another thing to continue to follow the vision. Are y'all with me today? So I want to talk to you a little bit about this today, and the first thing I want to do is kind of give you a, a definition Amen, of the word motivation. And when we look in Webster's Dictionary, amen, this is what the definition says. It says motivation is something as a need or desire that causes a person to act. You know, another man said that motivation is the measure of what it takes to overcome and become activated towards some sort of accomplishment. Motivation is something as a need or desire that causes a person to act, 
Amen. And motivation is the measure of what it takes to overcome and to become activated towards some sort of accomplishment. See, there's some great things that God wants to accomplish in and through our lives. And there's some great things that God wants to accomplish, amen, in the kingdom of God. But it's going to take us, amen, being motivated in order to begin to carry out these things that God's called us. And it's, and it's going to cause, there's some, and, and, and so I want to talk to you about this a little bit tonight, amen. You know, one thing that I, I want us to think about for just a minute, amen. As we're looking back in, before you and I were to, to leave this earth, before we were to, amen, go into the next portion of our life. If we were to be able to look back over our life, we need to ask ourselves, would we be satisfied with what we did with our life? Are y'all with me today? So I want to talk to you a little bit about this today because the the thing that uh, is going to motivate you and the thing that is going to drive you and the thing that is going to allow you to continue to go forward is the joy of the Lord. I'm going to read that scripture to you right now in verse 10. He says, Then he said to them, Go and eat of the fat and drink of the sweet and send portions to him who have, has nothing prepared, for this day is holy to our Lord. But he says, Do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. He says, don't be grieved because the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your motivation. Now, we know that when we look at it and we're talking about the joy of the Lord, the joy, amen, is a fruit that is produced by the Holy Spirit. It's going to take the Holy Spirit to release, amen, the joy of the Lord into your life in order for you to be able to continue to go forward, amen, and have strength to carry out what God has called you and I to do. Are y'all with me today? See, that's why it's so crucial that we stay connected to the vine. And that's why it's so crucial why we begin to walk in the power of the Holy Ghost. And that's why it's so crucial that we begin to walk in the spirit of God, amen, in our lives. That's why we can't do it alone. Are y'all with me today? Now, I want to talk to you real quick about three people. And I want you to begin to ask yourself which one of these three that you are here today. There's those who make things happen. There's those who watch things happen. And there's those who ask what happened. There's those who make things happen. There's those who watch things happen. And there are those who ask what happened. And making things happen and being effective requires proper motivation. Now, I had spoke about motivation at the beginning, and I had said that motivation is something as a need or desire that causes a person to act. And so we as believers are going to be driven by our motivation, but the question, amen, is, do we have the proper motivation? 
In other words, are we doing what we're doing with the right motive? Are we doing what we're doing with the right focus? Are we doing what we're doing for the right purpose? Because what happens is when we begin to lose sight, amen, of this and we get off track in our motivation or our motive is improper, amen, we begin to lose traction in our lives and we begin to lose, amen, the very thing that is enabling us to continue to go forward for the kingdom of God. And I'm here to tell you that there's great things that need to be done in the kingdom of God. Are y'all with me? Now I want to talk to you about two different types of motivation real quick. Amen. One is extrinsic motivation. And I may have spelt that wrong, said that wrong, but so what? And this type of motivation is motivated by external rewards. Or it's motivated by fear or punishment or insecurity. And then the other type of motivation is intrinsic motivation, which is motivated from the heart. See, that's why God is concerned with your heart. That's why God is concerned with your motives. Amen. How many of y'all know he's concerned more with your motives and your heart than he is with your actions? Are y'all with me today? And so motives and motivation are often as important, just as important as the action itself. So we need to ask ourselves today, why do I do what I do? Because if we're doing what we do with the wrong motivation, how many of y'all know there's going to come a time when we're going to begin to run out of strength? There's going to come a time when we're going to begin to run out of desire. There's going to come a time when we're going to begin to run, amen, out of what it takes to go forward. Are y'all with me today? So why do we do what we do? You know, I want want to share this with you. The Bible says that man looks at the outside, but God looks at the heart. Now, I know y'all are familiar with this scripture. It says, don't honor God with our lips when our heart is far from him. But when we're talking about good actions, good actions actually come from the heart. And the Bible even says this, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. See, it's all tied together, amen. It's all connected to the heart. It's all connected to the motive. It's all connected, amen, to these things. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be. It's all connected to why do you do what you do? If you do what you do because you want to please God, if you do what you do because you love God, if you do what you do because, amen, you're serving God, then the joy of the Lord is your strength. But if you're doing what you do for any other reason, amen, and you get sidetracked, and sometimes we do get sidetracked, and sometimes we do get off course, and we may have started running right, we may have started this race properly, and then all of a sudden, amen, we begin to veer off a little bit. Are y'all with me today? That's why he says, guard your heart, for out of it flows the wellspring of life, or the issues of life. Are y'all with me today? God is good, amen? 
And so I want to share something with you that is so crucial in the life of a believer. It's the love of God that compels us to live our life for his purpose. Are y'all with me today? And when we're serving the Lord, we need to be serving the Lord from the heart. So I want to ask you today, why are you serving the Lord? What is your purpose for what you're doing serving the Lord? Amen? Because I want you to know you are in charge of your motivation level. And your motivation level will fuel your ministry, it'll fuel your effectiveness, and it's going to fuel your productivity. Are y'all with me today? And focus and purpose are necessary for motivation. In other words, we can't be motivated towards nothing. And motivation doesn't just magically appear, but it's actually something that we have to cultivate, amen, motivation builders. And not only do we need to cultivate motivation builders, but we have to avoid motivation barriers. Are y'all with me today? God is good, amen? You know, I wanna give you an example real quick. In 1 Samuel chapter 14, Jonathan and his armor bearer were motivated by the opportunity to win a strategic high ground in a vital battle. And even though it had seemed as impossible and as an impossible situation, they had a purpose, they had a goal, and they had a strategy, and they were correctly motivated as a team. As Jonathan, amen, the armor bearer, and God. And what you began to see is them accomplish the impossible. Now, if we're going to begin to accomplish the impossible, and if we're going to begin to stay the course, and if we're going to begin to continue to walk in the way that God has called us to, we've got to make sure that our motive is right. Because the only thing that's going to begin to give you the strength and the ability to go forward is the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Are y'all with me today? Now I want to talk to you about a few different things that we need to begin to identify in our lives. Number one, we got to find out our identity. We've got to know who we are. We've got to know our true identity. That's why we've got to begin to understand our identity is in Christ. Our identity is not in our position. Our identity is not in our title. Our identity is not in our job. Our identity is not in, amen, uh, who we're married to. Our identity is not, amen, in anything other than in Christ. And if our identity is, amen, out of line, then everything else will be out of line. Because we're going to go through, through some things in this life. We're going to experience some challenges in this life. Amen. See, the joy of the Lord isn't something that has to come and go, but it's something that can be continual in spite of what you're in, dealing with. 
In spite of what you're uh, encountering, in spite of what, amen, you may be going through, in spite of what kind of title you have, in spite of what your bank account looks like, in spite of what job you may or may not have, you still can have the joy of the Lord. And that joy of the Lord is going to be the strength that carries you forward, amen, no matter what's going on in your life. But if your identity is wrong and your identity is in the wrong things, amen, then you're not going to be able to continue to go forward in these situations. You're going to get derailed. You're going to lose motivation. Because things may not go just the way you thought they should go. Or it may not happen just the way you want it to happen. Are y'all with me today? See, you've got to know where your source is. It's something that's supernaturally natural being released in your life from God. And so you can walk in the strength of the Lord. You can walk in the joy of the Lord. Amen. You've got to know your identity and you've also got to know your purpose. You've got to know your purpose. You've got to know what you are here for. Amen. See, that's what we, we, we pray and hope that the, the men and women, amen, will come begin to understand their identities in Christ, amen, and what the, their purpose is on this earth. You know, I, I wonder for many years, what was I born for? Why am I here? Amen. And then one day, amen, whenever I begin to really have an encounter with Jesus Christ, I begin to find out exactly what my purpose was on this earth. Number one is to worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Number two is to serve God and reach souls, amen, and impact eternity, amen. And when I begin to realize that's my purpose and my identity is in Christ, amen, I am who Christ says I am, amen, I'm nothing else. It's not about anything else other than what Christ says. Then I can continue to walk motivated in the joy of the Lord and the strength of God. Are y'all with me today? But how many of y'all know it's going to take an eternal perspective? Somebody say eternal perspective. And your eternal perspective actually impacts your daily choices. Your eternal perspective impacts your daily choices. See, sometimes we're struggling because, amen, our focus and our motivation is out of line. The very thing that is driving us is out of line with what it should be. If it's to serve and please God, then we're in line and we will walk, amen, in the joy of the Lord. But if it's for personal gain or, or for, for, for a position, amen, or for, for, for whatever we're going to receive and whatever we're going to get out of it, amen, then we're going to find ourselves coming up short and coming up empty every single time. And if we are, believe we are based on what people say we are, we're going to end up struggling all the time. But when we know we're a child of God, 
When we know we're a child of the king and we know that we're serving the king of kings and the Lord of lords and our perspective is strictly eternal, amen, then we're going to continue to be able to walk in that joy and that strength that God's called us to. See, eternal perspective impacts your choices. And faith yields work. And hope yields endurance and perseverance. We have the greatest hope there is. It's a hope that allows us to run this race with endurance, with perseverance, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Because our hope is not in the things of this world. Our hope is not in things that are, amen, temporary, but it's in things that are eternal. Our hope is in in the all-powerful living God, amen, that can change the situation, that can carry us through the storm, that can quiet the storm, that can meet every need. Are y'all with me today? God is good, amen? I want to talk to you about love for a second. Love is unselfishly choosing and acting for another's good. And love yields hard labor. Are y'all with me today? And so love is the chief motivator for a Christian. Are y'all with me today? You know, I had asked you, do you enjoy giving, amen, and blessing people? And so your love, amen, or your desire to give motivates you to want to bless people. You love your children, you want to give them the best. You love your wife, you want to provide for her. But you love your God and you want to serve him with all of your heart. So love is a motivator. It's a chief motivator for the Christian. And if you love Jesus, then guess what? You're going to obey his commands. That's what the Bible says, doesn't it? I want to talk to you about grace for a minute. Grace is appreciation of God's undeserved kindness and blessings in your life are y'all with me today God is good amen and I want to talk to you about expectation expectation is incorrect expectations which yields disappointment and disillusion disappointment and disillusion God is good, amen. Now, there's something that we have to watch out for as Christians, and it's something called burnout. 
And when we're talking about burnout, burnout is a lack of balance that destroys motivation. And burnout can be also connected with something called unbelief, which is distrust of God and his ability to accomplish what he set out to accomplish. See, the Bible says that you can seize what you can see. But if you can't see it happening anymore, how many of y'all know it can take all the wind out of your sail? So in other words, if we are operating in a way other than in faith, because faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, But you have to be able to even see it before it manifests in your life. See, I see great things happening through this church. I see, amen, this whole community being impacted through this church, amen. Although we haven't seen many new people coming through those doors, I can still see it happening. And that's why the enemy wants to come in and try to begin to blind you and try to begin to come in and bring doubt and begin to try to, amen, get you off focus and, 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 and realize, first of all, who is the one that's doing it and the fact that he's capable of doing it because if he can do that, then he'll take away all your motivation and all your drive. Some of you are struggling today with being motivated. Are y'all with me today? One thing doesn't go our way and we are all sidetracked, completely off track. Completely derailed. We're ready to give up. It's never going to happen. God's never going to do it. The devil is a liar. God is good, amen. The Lord is good. And then there's some of us that go by our feelings. And feelings are an emotional roller coaster which yields instability and ineffectiveness. See, that's why we don't go by our feelings. We go by the truth of the word of God. Some of you probably feel real down right now or maybe a little discouraged. Or maybe a little frustrated, maybe a little impatient with what God's doing. That's your feelings. That's why you're on a roller coaster ride. That's why one day you're up, one day you're down. One day you're on fire, one day you're completely, you don't even know if you want to serve God anymore. One day you're sold out, the next day you've you've quit throwing a towel. One day you're committed, the next day, amen, you. 
One day you're talking good about the, everything and the next day you're talking negative about everything. One day you love your pastor, the next day you can't stand him. You're on an emotional roller coaster. And I don't want to ride your roller coaster. Are y'all with me? And God don't want to ride your roller coaster. He's not going to ride your roller coaster. He's going to sit there and wait for you to come to your senses. And then he'll still love on you. He has a way of being doing that, being able to do that, doesn't he? But a roller, emotional roller coaster, it yields instability and as a result, it's ineffectiveness. And if we're going to be effective, we can't go by our emotions. That's why God's given us something called the truth of the word of God. See, you've got to get to a point to where you can begin to understand, you know what, I feel really weird today, man, and there's some, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I feel weird today. I don't know if y'all put something in my drink or what, amen, <laughs> or my food. But good thing I don't go by how I feel. God is good, amen. You know, one thing I want to talk to you about circumstances for a moment. Circumstances, they're not, they won't always align for you. But how many of y'all know you need to be obedient regardless? God is good, amen. The Lord is good. The Bible says this. It says, uh, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And joy is what is going to motivate you to go forward for the kingdom of God. But that joy is something that's released in your life supernaturally. It's a fruit of the spirit. And that fruit is released in your life when your motive and your heart is in line with God. When your motive and your heart is in line with God and you get in the presence of God, amen, then God is going to begin to release supernaturally this joy that's unspeakable. Come on, somebody. That don't even make sense. And he's going to release it in your life, which is going to begin to give you strength and motivation to go forward for the kingdom of God. It's not based on your circumstance. It's not based on your situation. It's not based on your emotions. It's not based on how you feel, but it's based on the supernatural divine power of the Holy Ghost released in your life. And then you begin to have strength. That's why, amen, the Bible says when you're in the flesh, you can't please God. When you're in the flesh, you feel weak. When you're in the flesh, you feel discouraged. When you're in the flesh, you feel defeated. When you're in the flesh, amen, you want to give up. But when you can just 
just get in the presence of God, if you can just get in the spirit of God, if you can just begin to stir up the anointing of God in your life, amen, if you can just begin to walk, amen, in the power of God, then you're going to begin to have this supernatural joy that's released in your life that's going to give you strength to go forward no matter what's happening. But if you're serving God with the wrong motive, you're missing out on the very source that's going to carry you forward. His divine power has given you everything you need for life and for godliness. God is good, amen. In your weaknesses and your failures, your inabilities, there are no challenge to God's plan for your life. Amen. God is good, amen. So I want you to ask yourself today as the worship team comes forward, I want you to say, what is my attitude about the ministry? What is my attitude about serving God right now? And I'm going to tell you, if you are lacking motivation, it's probably because you're not connecting with God. If you're walking around discouraged, it's probably because you're not walking in the power of the Holy Ghost. If you don't have any strength, it's probably because you're operating in your own strength. If you don't have any joy, it's because you're not tapping into the very source that can provide the joy in your life. See, it's not based on your situation it's not based on where you're at it's not based on any of that amen oh yeah you see that's what we think we think oh you know if i if i just had a new car i'd probably be happy if i just had the right job i'd probably i'd probably be able to smile if i just had the right position the right title I'm talking about something that supersedes all that. I'm talking about something, amen, that is supernatural, amen, that is going to be with you no matter what your situation is, amen. And that's why I tell people, you know what? The greatest blessing is if you learn to become content, amen, with life in the home, that's when you begin to get it. 
If you can be content with life when you have nothing other than Jesus Christ, nothing other than the Holy Spirit, nothing other than, amen, a relationship with a living God, and you have nothing, amen, you ain't got no paycheck, amen, you ain't, you ain't got no, no, no bank account, you ain't got nothing but Jesus, and when you can learn to be content in that, that's when you've got it. That's when you grab the hold of it. And then you've got to be able to hold on to it. And you've got to keep that. That's why he says, fix your eyes, amen, on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith. So that you can, amen, run the race that's been set before you. Because if it's anything else other than Jesus, amen, you're going to be walking in a way that you're not going to carry it out. joy of the Lord that's going to drive you it's the spirit of God that's going to drive you it's the anointing of God that's going to drive you it's the power of God that's going to drive you it's going to give you strength it's going to give you supernatural strength it's going to give you strength to go forward it's not about what you're getting out of it it's not about what's in it for me. What do I get out of it? You're going to come up short every time. And that's the trick of the enemy. That's why he works together with the flesh. Well, what's in it for me? What am I getting out of this? There's nothing wrong with being blessed, you know. But just make sure that's not why you're doing it. Because you're going to get weak. You're going to run out of strength. You've got to know your identity. You've got to know your purpose. And you've got to know who you are serving. As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. It's the joy of the Lord that's going to drive you, saints. And if you need a fresh touch of that joy, just come to this altar tonight and let God minister to you.